You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. A little family time. That's good. Yeah, we did a little family time. There's nothing like piling three kids and a stinky dog into a mm. car. My wife won't let me transport the dog in the van. So we have to still pile into my SUV and then drive to see my parents. Poor Ernie. Mm. I know. Well, <laughs> so coming back, <clears throat> naturally my kids get all these gifts because it was our Christmas, our family's Christmas. And, uh, I mean, I have like bags of crap, right? Like, and, and, uh, at one point I pulled out too fast and all the, <laughs> no, <laughs> all, poor buddy. all the bags come topping over and I, I go and get it. And I, I, this was like first 10 minutes of the drive. So I thought I had it fixed better. But then at some point, this trash bag just like slide, slow slides over on top of him. He never even got up, though. He just like slept under a trash bag full of toys. <laughs> a blanket <laughs> of trash bag. Yeah, this was in like Frankfurt. So I still had, you know, another 30 or 40 minutes to go. Actually, it's probably like 29 minutes because I was doing yeah, the way you drive. 93 the entire way home. Uh, it was awesome. The way you drive, man. Get get used to it because you're going with the trailer through the mountains. Yeah, you're you're gonna get a good taste of it going through. Mary Margaret mm-hmm. says me driving through uh, mountains is the most stressful thing. Like even going going home uh, back back home this weekend, I could see her like on the Jesus bar putting. <laughs> which is the opposite. When we were in Montana, I was like, Brad is probably going crazy because I'm taking my time through these mountains at night. Yeah, and and honestly, those are those got nothing on when I go back home on how windy the roads are. Uh, and then when we go to Harrisburg, it is going to be like, it's it's through the Appalachian Mountains pretty much half the drive. How long is that drive? Nine and a half hours. Can't With wait. the trailer, it might be 10. It, it's going to be 10 for us. Uh, I'm hoping I can, on the first half, until we get to Eastern Kentucky, I can put a dent in like catching up. Because uh, that part's not too bad. And then... So, so for anybody listening that has no idea what we're talking about, uh, we're going up to the Great American Outdoor Show. It mm-hmm. is the world's largest outdoor show. Everybody always tells me, and you and I have been to all these shows, yep. and they always say, like, I wish I could go to Shot. I wish I could do this. If you can't do any of those things because those are industry-specific, you go to Great American Outdoor Show because they're going to have uh, maybe not the same booth set up because the, the, the booth setups at Shot are mind-blowing. Yep. But they do have the, a lot of the same people, the same sales reps that are there. You can talk to experts. It's really cool. Um, so we're doing this show, and we've been building this booth. And we are cheap here, like to the point people it's don't frugal. believe me. People people d- don't believe me. They're like, yeah, but you guys raised a bunch of money. And I'm like, literally last week someone put water in the soap dispenser to, to save the last, you know, to get like an extra 20 hand washes out of the soap. <laughs> And we have that one ply toilet paper. Don't yeah. forget that. It's probably I probably like just broke some OSHA standard or something. <laughs> There's probably some rule you have to like not dilute your hand soap, especially in a pandemic. Uh but but anyways, the so we're going up to Great American Outdoor Show and um you know, you can pay like insane amounts of money to have your trade show booth built. You can pay it to have it transported. You can pay to have it stored. And it, it adds up very quickly to a six figure bill. Yeah. I once quoted a million when we were at an ad agency together, I once designed and estimated a 
$950,000 booth. Double decker. I want to know what client, but we won't say it on. Yeah, I'll tell, uh, it, I'll yeah, tell you later. Because I don't, I don't remember that. No, you weren't there. Oh, okay. You weren't there that for was it. after. You, you had gone. That was like the eight month gap that we didn't work together. <laughs> yeah, a million dollars, <laughs> two stories, like meeting room, like huge thing. That's shot. Flooring. Yeah, that shot yeah. shows like that. The, they have fire suppression systems in these booths. Shot. What's funny in Vegas? My father in law was telling me back when he used to do the restaurant shows. They would do a big one in Vegas, and it was all union. So you've heard this at Shot too. You can't set up your own booth at Shot. Has, mm. It has to be the union workers. And he was saying that even if you like plugged in an outlet or did like any amount of your own work, they would come through and like cut the cables to your oh work. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> Not like that in Pennsylvania. Some of those trade show, I've gone to uh, South by Southwest and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if, if they come by and you're not sitting in the booth or if you don't have the right number of people, they'll find you. Like it can be kind of crazy at those things. Well, now Gaos does some of that Great American Outdoor Show. But I appreciate what they're doing. It's because the consumer gets a good experience, right? Like you're not going to come through booths that are taking like you get in trouble if you tear down early. Yep. So so they've controlled the experience. Nobody's setting up late. You can't set up late. Nobody's leaving early because you're not allowed to leave early, and you won't be back if you do. Uh, which is actually for for the attendees' benefit. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to go the last day, you're not going to lose anything because nobody's allowed to leave. So uh, it is a long show. So anybody that wants to come up and see us, uh, what is it, February fifth? I keep getting I, the dates confused because we leave so early. We have to go. <laughs> I think it is the fifth, fifth to the thirteenth. Yeah, something like that. It's mm-hmm. um, like two weekends. It, it's two weekends yeah. in February, and uh, we're going to be there with our booth. We have built, stained, painted, or whatever, like all all of the things with this booth. We <laughs> restored a uh, display case. Yeah, jewelry case. Jewelry case. We found a diamond, <laughs> which is yet to be determined if it's real. I think it's fake. It feels that like diamond has gone missing, and I want to know. Where it's it in Donovan's is. pocket. That's oh. where it is. Because uh, he, I, I, we did all these tests. Then we, you know, of course, we start googling and trying to figure out if it's real. Scratch a mirror. Because how funny would it be to pay a hundred dollars, throw down a hundo on a on a display case, and then find like a? I mean, it. If it's real, I don't know anything about diamonds, but like it, they have to have gotten more expensive since I bought my wife's. And I would imagine this one, which looks bigger than my wife's, would be like a four grand, five grand diamond. How does that get left in there? I, I don't understand. I, it's got to be fake. Was it's it just, like in a crease and it kind of rolled no, out or was it just sitting there? Well, so we had flipped over the display case because this is where we're going to have, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, think of a jewelry case. Uh, we're going to have our optics in there, the, you know, the things you don't want walking off. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, you know, you can see right. all the all the nice tech stuff that we, we have. We'll have Steiner, Vortex. Uh, we'll have a lot of Garmin products in there, that kind of stuff. And so we had flipped it over um, to, to well, first of all, this thing had like 65 pounds of marble that was liquid nailed to the front of it that we had to clean off, and which was way harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> took me way longer to do this. Um, but then we flipped it back up, and we've been staining it. So I was out there vacuuming with the shop vac to clean up my mess, and I out of the corner of my eye, I saw a shiny thing that looked like a diamond, and it went... <laughs> Uh, I stopped. I turned off the vacuum. I told Dan, I said, I just vacuumed up a diamond. And Dan's like, yeah. no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> he starts talking smack. And I'm like, no, dude, I did. I just vacuumed up a diamond. And and he's like, I'm sure it's just a piece of metal. Like, or, you know, giving me flack. And I, you sound like Dan. I pulled it up and, uh, the, sure enough, like sitting there on top, I pull it out and it's all covered up. And then Donovan, Donovan really wanted it to be real. So uh, he he was supposedly going to figure it out. That's the pirate in him. Yeah, maybe I think yeah. it, it might be, but 
Um, yeah, maybe we should we we could sell that diamond at Gayos, you know, or to a jeweler. That's probably the better way to go. Pay for everything. We we could have a diamond encrusted uh, Garmin Zero with just one just diamond, one on, diamond it. just on one. It. That was enough. That's all you needed. I tell you what, after blowing up that one, I feel like those things are tough as diamonds. Yeah, the it's kind of funny. Our our Garmin rep uh, who who works with us really close on everything we sell. He loves that video. But he's like, you know, you kind of wonder, like, why would these guys do that? And what's the point? And then you see that you guys blew it up with Tannerite and the housing didn't even bend. And that's like, it's sitting over here. We, I think we're going to take it to Gales, aren't we? If yeah, we wants should to, take it up we there. It up there. Like, if anybody wants to come see what a Garmin Zero looks like after five pounds. Was it five? No, that was two, I think. Two pounds of Tannerite. It was a box. It was, it was a box. <laughs> it was at least two pounds of Tannerite because we filled the Garmin Zero box with Tannerite. Yeah. And and then it went kaboom. And it's the thing's so dense it didn't like go to the moon like we thought it was going to. It just no. kinda like rolled over. And that's what he was saying, is like it's the easiest selling point because <laughs> you don't have to worry about dropping this out of your tree stand or yeah. anything. Well, and the rear glass is still in that thing. Yeah. It didn't the glass where the six five came in. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> rifle shot through the glass kinda hurt. Yeah. That was yeah. a crazy shot. Yeah, it is. Uh that was a fun thing. So we're gonna have some of that stuff on site there. Uh we have an interactive thing that i i don't even know if i should talk about it yet because i feel like we i hope we pull it off we're still yeah i think we're gonna pull it off i think so so we'll have a fun interactive thing there dan's gonna do something like if you wear your go wild reward shirt to the booth you get a freebie and i don't know what we're giving out yet or anything um you get a hug from dan it could Mm -hmm. be a a free hugs um that's that's very pandemic friendly too um we should have that like a little sign that says free hugs see (laughs) see if anybody uh takes us up on it um Um, maybe we shouldn't i'm afraid people will take us up on it you you think they will i don't know i don't know how huggy the audience is up there so well erica would find out yeah she'd be the the one woman that or if like, yeah. or maybe it's Dan. Like for some reason, all these these <laughs> free big, hugs from Dan. Only. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah, only Dan. Um, Squatch. So yeah. yeah, Squatch. Squatch will be there. Uh, yeah. I don't know what days Squatch is going to be there uh, in total. I wish I'd I wish I'd figured that out better. If anybody wants to volunteer to be Squatch, um, you know, I got I got some gift go out gift cards for anybody listening to this that can get to Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I will pay you a $50 gift card an hour up to four hours if anybody wants to volunteer to be Sasquatch. And that is a true That's offer. A good deal. That's we a true offer. We have the costume. We yeah. do have the costume. Um, all you need to do is kind of walk around the booth and pose with people. I'm having a hard time getting people to do it. Um, every time I, we need a Sasquatch, I pay. And it is tougher than I thought to get people to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, you're totally masked up. I mean, I would... I, I lost a bet and I got to run around the building shirtless and all I'm asking and I had to do that and get no money. I forgot about that. He when just are we doing us. that? Yeah, I, I think we're going to do it on Memorial Day and I'm going to like body paint mm-hmm. myself up and then I, I told them I was just going to keep running and like go go like do a, a 5K. Park. Yeah, like 5K <laughs> through the office park carrying an American flag. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's my plan right now. And Zach is not on board with this at all. No, he like does uh-huh. not want to do it. I told I told Chris uh, or Zach he should trade with Chris because Chris would totally do it. Yeah, it's not really how bets work. But that's though. yeah, that's the fun of it for us is that Zach doesn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm in. I like Braden thought he had a big up on me. He's like, "Ooh," and I'm like, "I really don't care. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like film it. Actually, yeah. we're gonna. I'm gonna get you out there with the drone, trying to chase you me. You should run around the corner to your neighborhood, just so Mary Margaret just, can enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> the sirens are following you. Yeah, 
Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, anyway, so trade show that's coming up. We've been prepping for that. Anyway, what's come out? We'd love to see you. Uh, also, I am dead serious on the Sasquatch thing. Fifty dollars an hour in gift cards for anybody that wants to hang out in the booth. And uh, I think we can get you a pass. Even uh, I have to check on the pass. I'm pretty sure I can even get you in for free if you want to do that. If not, I can reimburse you. We could figure it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll say in free and fifty dollar gift cards an hour up to four hours. Uh, Probably needs to be a weekend, though. That'll be my only contingency. We're, we don't really know that we're going to have Squatch during the week. There yep. are t- two meetups, though, that we'd love to have Squatch there. So um, I wanted to ask you all, and I know we want to talk about bow hunting a little bit. Uh, I was down in Middlesbrough uh, seeing, my, seeing my family and um, from the Cumberland Gap area, and I went for a trail run, and I'm, like, severely out of shape. Like, the sweater's a little snug right now. I've got, like, an extra five to seven pounds that I'd like to lose that I've just kind of – you know, and we're going into the holidays. I know, yeah. I know. Well, I just came out of that first week. I, like, I, I feel bad right now because yep. I ate so much crap. My mom is kind of starting to figure out my weed allergy too. So she's just making desserts like nonstop and which is nice, but it's also like, Oh, I'm eating so much crap now. It used for like a couple of years. I didn't eat a lot of junk cause I was allergic to everything because of the stupid allergy. And then now everybody's being nice and figured it out. And it's like, Oh, like you I, can't I escape it. Like she made this cinnamon thing for breakfast, and I love cinnamon more Ooh. than life. Uh, and I, I eat like until I was sick. So, uh, but I was running down there, realized how out of shape I was. I did um, up, up to the tri-state markers through the, which is cool. You literally run through the gap. You, you would love it. Yeah. Um, but you go up through the Cumberland Gap where Daniel Boone entered Kentucky from the Tennessee side, and um, I got up to the tri-state marker, and I was like, I am so out of shape. Like I, I got to do better. I've been running maybe once a week, once every two weeks. I need to be at like three week, three times a week. So I'm going to try to do better. It's that time of year. Do y'all do the whole resolution thing? Jacob's no. saying no. Mm. I don't do it. For the I viewers s- at home. Set myself the up listeners for disappointment. I will generally, sometimes I'll make one. Like I have one in mind that I'm going to do now. Can you share it? Yeah, but don't judge me, other parents out there. I gotta stop cussing in front of my children, okay? Like, I know, I know. To any degree, or like, uh, or like, is, are there certain words that are allowed? No, I mean, like, I'm not very good at. St- I mean, like, I'll I'll cuss more here. Yeah. Right, but like sometimes, like, if I get frustrated, I'll be like, you know, damn it, or yeah, whatever. All the yeah. words, not oh. all the words, but I'm like. But my kids are now, they're four, seven, and like the little boy, he he'll be like, "Damn it!" I'm like, <laughs> "No, no, no, no!" And then don't do that. But then I'm like, "I'm doing it." Yeah. So why? I don't know. Like I'm not throwing f bombs at home. It's funny. Parents like are so different on stuff like this. Like I, I walked in to see my buddy uh, Blake, and um, my my old high school buddy Dave walks in with his kid, and it's his kid's birthday. And um, he, he he is helping his kid get on uh, his sweater unzipped, and he's, they're all excited. They're going to see Spider Man or something for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And I won't say it here because uh, just for you know, it's a big one. But he's like, "Man, you got this thing all left up, didn't you, little buddy?" And I'm like, like "It was so casual, as if I would call my kid a silly goose, because that's what I like. That's what I kind of call my kids when they're knuckleheads." Yeah. And it was, it's I was like, "Man, like 
straight up just casual use of the f word from dave um but it's like that you know he doesn't care and it's you know i'm not gonna judge him uh yeah. it just caught me off guard sometimes if you don't make a big deal out of it yeah. they won't use it as much well, as if you do yeah and his kid's a good kid like uh, not that saying the f word makes you a bad kid i'm just like it was kind of interesting uh so you got like this full range but I, I can get down with that yeah i gotta be better i God do speed. know a, a lady that i think when her kid turned 10 or 11 she was like you can cuss if you want to i don't think i think the f-bomb was like out mm. off off limits but the thing was you had to use it right like you have to use the word in context so have at it which teach well, their own that i i feel like cursing is most fun when it's out of context <laughs> Like raise an intelligent cursor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if you like put words in where they're not supposed to be like son of a tits or something like that. You <laughs> That's know? your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's a good, it lightens the mood. Um, that's funny. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion on the, the, I don't know. I like, I can see it always. So that, mm-hmm. that's your only one though. Yeah. I just want to like stop being fat <laughs> and you got nothing over here. Man, I don't do it. You don't this, do it. I, I, we kind of alluded to the the bow hunting side of things. I'm going to try to get back into to archery hunting this year. Um, that's my goal. We'll call it a goal for the year, not a resolution. Yeah. You want to shoot a uh, compound or? Yep. Yeah. Compound. Yeah. Because you're currently, are you still hunting with a crossbow? Yep. Yeah. Still hunting with a crossbow. And I used to hunt with a compound and really enjoyed it and got out of it, started having kids, didn't put in as much practice time, so I didn't feel right just going out hunting yeah. season and trying to shoot the day before. Yeah. Um, so my oldest son has a small youth bow, so he's kind of interested in it. And so this could be a little father-son bonding time, get him out and you know go shoot together. So Yeah, that's cool. Are you getting a new one? A new compound bow, or you're using yeah. the old one that you had? Yeah, I don't have bear. The, I sold the old one. Oh. Uh, that was a transaction to get my road bike, so. But, okay, so how are you figuring out which one to get? Like, what? Okay, listen. I f- clearly need a bow, right? Firearm season was two weeks. But I feel like if I had it beforehand, like if I had a bow before firearm season came in, Maybe I had, I would have been more successful. Like I, think, I, I, I don't think know. In your scenario, I would definitely go with a crossbow. Um, it's it's a lot easier. It's mm-hmm. set up like a rifle as far as the optics and um, you know getting yourself in a position to shoot and that kind of stuff. A little bit more forgiveness as far as setting up your shot and getting into position. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy shooting the crossbow, and if you're going to go practice for thirty minutes to an hour it's less taxing on you. Yeah. Uh, you can go out and, you know, you can shoot a dozen arrows, walk down and pluck them out really easily because you're mm-hmm. not having to use the muscles every time to draw. So you can get a lot more practice in a short period of time. Um, I do feel like with a crossbow too, once you get tuned in, you're pretty well set. It's yep. like a rifle. Like once you've checked it this year and you know your yardage and all yep. that, like. And the, like the target panic and just movement mm-hmm. in your shot is mm-hmm. a lot less drastic because you're not using all those muscles to hold the compound. You're shooting from yeah. back. Stable position too, yeah. either sticks or off yeah, of you can uh, use a stick. Or if you're shooting out of a buddy stand like you do, you can use the gun rail, just mm-hmm. the same. So when on a compound bow, when you pull it back, do you have to consistently hold that 
weight or does it no, like there's no. a, there's a let off yeah okay. so you, you can't so see that when back. somebody pulls it's really hard to see that but uh there's percentages of let off mm-hmm. of where they break and so the further back they break the faster a bow you can have right but the you know your let off is going to happen in this range and then mm-hmm. once you get here you're just basically holding the weight of the bow okay yeah, and most so like an example, I don't remember the percentages, but it would go from like a seventy pound to a twelve is all you would be holding at the very back. So when you're looking at the bow, it'll say seventy five percent let off, eighty five percent let off. Mm-hmm. That's the the amount of force that is dissipates when you get towards the back of it. Oh, so okay. it's a lot easier to hold it all the way back. Right. But now you've got motion in your front arm mm-hmm. and trying to lock the pin on. So with a crossbow, you can hold it more like a rifle and get steady. Yeah. Okay. That feels better. I feel like I need to go the crossbow route. Like that might be a good entry for the bow. For yeah. Me. And for the way you've been hunting, it's transitions really well over to like, you're going to, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Like once you get comfortable with your crossbow, mm-hmm. uh, shooting out, it would be good to practice out of your stand a little yeah. a few times. Cause it like with anything shooting at an angle is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, if you don't understand why you can listen to the entire, uh, yeah uncensored that came out last week of dan talking through you know uh the angle and the difficulty of understanding like there's just a lot of mm-hmm. thought process goes into that the other um, thing that's that i enjoy about having a crossbow is that i share it with my brother-in-law or if somebody wants to mm-hmm. go hunting with me mm-hmm. you can just take that out make 10 12 shots with it and you right. feel comfortable with it whereas a compound bow my compound bow is not going to fit you it's going to draw weight draw length all that's going to be different yeah so the crossbow you can very easily take somebody else teach them how to shoot it pretty quickly right. you also if you're going to hunt out of a buddy stand it is very difficult to to shoot a compound out of a buddy stand because of that that rail so you either mm-hmm. have to flip the rail behind you mm-hmm. and leave it up or you have to be able to stand far enough you're just going to accept that there's a certain point that you're not going to shoot yeah so if your deer are coming you know 20 yards out from you you're fine because you're going to be angled up enough right but when you get down to a certain point mm-hmm. you hit that rail yeah, that's a good point. I, like when I go out with my climber, um, because I still hunt like it's 2003, all, all the archery guys are going to laugh at me for not uh, saddling up. I feel like we got a lot of saddle hunters now and go out. Uh, but, you know, I I have to set up my climber a lot differently than when I have a rifle mm-hmm. because the, the climber rail, I have to like leave it near my feet so that I can just get enough da- in case something walks under I me. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I said... A couple weeks ago, I was over it. I was putting it down. I wasn't, like, it was just too much drama in my life and in my heart and, like, chest palpitations. And I just wasn't going to hunt anymore because rifle season was over with. But then that Spartan Forge app, when I downloaded it, it was, like, peak rut. And then it said something about secondary rut. And I was, like, I didn't know there was a second rut. Like, this can't be right. They don't know what they're talking about. But then right on, like... Right on the dime, like, my trail cam starts going around on secondary rut. And I'm like. They start, they started picking up again? They started picking up again. Just like they said that they would. And I'm like, yeah. I've got that 14-point deer out there just waiting for me. Well, it's just less, there's, you know, the shoulder seasons around rifle. Mm-hmm. There's so much less pressure. Yeah. yeah. And it's That's, not it's not as loud. So you right. can go, you could. You could biff a shot and they stay there and you have a second, you know, a lot better chance to get yeah, a second that's, shot. That's the benefit, to my opinion. Have I showed you that deer that came into my um, my new property? He's a new one. 
he's not been there all year, and now he's. I'm thinking he's back, is what I'm thinking. Now, I don't think this is like he's new. I, I set up this camera in November, so it was like right before rut. Mm-hmm. Have I showed you that one? <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yeah. Look how tall That's those. Tall. Yeah, oh yeah. He's Come he. To oh yeah. Hello. Um, and he's got really good mass too. Um, I've only seen him a couple times. Uh, maybe maybe that was the one time actually. But he's uh, also super wide. This is also him. Um, oh look my how, god! Look how far it goes. Like, it, like... <laughs> yeah. so, but like. Again, I haven't been monitoring this. Well, it'll be interesting to see because he's going to make it. I have, unless he gets hit by a car, he's going to make it because mm-hmm. he's in a, def, a high traffic area. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see in in the fall, like if the the benefit to having the bow is that you can get in their pattern a little bit better. When it mm-hmm. gets rut, it's like what I just showed you. Like I right. haven't seen him yet because it's just kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. And then they start getting back into their patterns. That's what Spartan Forge does a really good job with too, of identifying um the the are they in their core area mm-hmm. or is it erratic behavior yeah, yeah, yeah the you, abnormal movement yeah. seems to be yeah and it really seemed helpful. it it seemed to be dead on through from my experience like mm-hmm. if it said they were like it it was chaotic when it said it was going to be and so i'm a, i was a big fan of i, I think we all use bill's app this year yep. used it too right yep. um i've used them all i mean i think all of them have their benefits but for out of the gate, Spartan Forge offers a lot of a lot of data science that you can't find in those other apps. Yeah, and I think we, Eric and I, have talked about it before. We thought you hear about the tech and what goes into it, and mm-hmm. Bill's knowledge of how you know these deer are moving and stuff, and so you think it's going to say sit at this pinch point between eleven to two, and right. you will see the deer. It's not like that, but it gives you very good data on wind direction what their movement patterns are going to be like so well, their weather's the core area more there. accurate than pretty much anybody's going to be because they pull from multiple sources they pull from the weather source that's most accurate to your region which most apps don't do they pick the one it's because it's harder it's a yeah. lot harder to pull data mm-hmm. and format it across multiple sources and and to feed it into one system so so bill's app is actually picking the weather that's the most accurate for your area, so, which is really cool um, and the wind was on point for me mm-hmm. all year too. I'm just like hearing the internet advertising guidelines in my head. Uh, and we, we gotta say we, we do work with Bill, uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill does pay us money. Yeah. Um, but I will say if I didn't like the app, I just wouldn't have brought it up. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. like yeah, I did, sure. I did enjoy it this year. Uh, you know, I mean, I think, I think for like out of the gate, it's a hell of a lot better than go out was on the first version of our app. Um, It'll be super exciting to see where they get to before next year, um, but the it is to to circle this back around to Eric wants a bow. I would look at a crossbow. I know you were kind of concerned about getting the crossbow hate. Um, oh yeah. My thing is, people uh, they're not wrong, and like there, I saw this argument and go out there. Not an argument. It was a statement because um, I haven't seen a lot of the like crossbow bashing in our platform. I've never seen crossbow bashing I in haven't our either. platform. I haven't either, but um, someone, I think it was Brian Long, who's, I think it's, uh, there's a couple of Brian's I follow. Uh, Brian, I think commented on Rochelle's post about, uh, she was monitoring some things in Montana and they're looking at expanding their crossbow too. And I think Brian's from Illinois and he was saying like, it, 
it definitely increased the number of hunters in early season mm-hmm. when we got crossbow and it has impacted our deer population now. And I would tell this to Brian and I, I'm not one to pick a fight, but like that's anecdotal. You don't know that that's why, like there could have been something else that caused the deer herd population. So, you, observing that, um, you know, the, the crossbows were introduced and then the deer herd population correlation does not mean causation. I guess I should say like, you know, if you think through that, it's like, man, when kids start eating ice cream in the summer, there's a lot of drownings. It's like, yeah, but that's, <laughs> this that's correlation. Not that's not why yeah. they drown. They don't drown because they ate ice cream, right? Like that's, that's what I'm saying is, is that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, it's, it's related, but I will say, um, who, who cares? Like I've, I've told you, I'm, I mean, if Kentucky wants to let me shoot a crossbow the exact same season as, as compound, I don't see any harm in that. I mean, that's like, it's not my job to decide for the state how to manage our population. We have biologists who determine that. And if, I mean, honestly, here, you know, whack them all day long is basically the state's uh, mentality for our zone. Well, one thing, so, you know, one thing that I really like about crossbows and, and lengthening the season as well is that I have a buddy whose dad used to compound bow hunt a lot and then he started having shoulder issues mm. and surgeries and so now he can't draw a compound bow like he used to. So a crossbow season allows him to get in there, hunt archery before rifle season and not have to wait um, for all the reasons that we talked about why those, yeah. you know, the, getting in there earlier. That's nice. the, yeah, but the good argument from a guy like Brian, who um, is obviously not a fan of the crossbows, is, the, is yeah, but states let you do that anyways. If you have a medical release from a doctor that says you can't draw a compound bow, you can actually get to shoot a crossbow in most states. Uh, you can get a special permit, <clears throat> which I think is fair. But to your concern of, like, am I going to get hate from shooting my crossbow? Who cares? I yeah. mean, like, if, if – I wouldn't worry about that. Um, to me, and I remember this from my hunter's ed class, they talked about like eventually one day, if you hunt enough, one day you'll get bored. You're going to mm-hmm. get bored of like the shot itself um, and it becomes easy. And, you know, rifle, uh, you know, uh, this is, I'm not saying I'm like really good because I'm not, but like part of that for me was like, I want to size down from the 30-06 and stop blowing out every freaking deer. Uh, you know, I, I was like, I'd like to shoot a little bit less, um, which is why I went to the 6.5 Creedmoor. And then some people are like, no, I'm going to only compound bow hunt from there. And then and then you can go to like, I'm going to trad bow hunt. And then, you know, it's oh, like if you keep leveling up. And then yeah. some people are like, I'm going to blow dart. That's a thing. At the end of the day, you hunt with what you feel comfortable, yes. what you enjoy doing that mm-hmm. is legal. Legal. And That's, do it. Yeah. I, I have very I, I have a hard time of people um giving any amount of hate to somebody doing something that's legal, you know? Yep. You can not like it, uh, but you know, write write your fish and wildlife department about that. Don't <clears throat> don't troll somebody that you know, it, it, a lot of times too, you don't know their story. Like that's what yeah. like bothers mm-hmm. me about it. If people's going to troll somebody over a crossbow, I'm like, you don't know why they're doing that. You don't know. I mean, like, you know, if 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 they make an ethical shot on the animal and take an animal with a crossbow, I just don't see the problem with it. So, well, and Kentucky's done something good where I think it's the first two weekends, the you know, the first two weeks of the season is compound or traditional archery. It doesn't. It doesn't. Is it two weeks now? I it's, I thought it lined up. No, it, it does start They end later. the same. Yes, they, they do end okay. the same, but they start a couple weeks So if you want to go sweat your butt off in dove weather, <laughs> it's basically dove season weather. Yep. I mean, because it opens with dove season. Yep. 
So if you can go sweat your butt off and shoot that velvet buck with your compound, you're welcome to do so. Yep. Cool. Um, so Erica's getting a, a crossbow. Um, so I want to wrap this up by saying again, uh, thanks to everybody that this, this is going to be episode six. Thanks to everybody that's been listening to the show. It's been really fun getting the feedback on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are realizing how stupid we are in reality. It's just like, our it's, typical morning yeah, conversation. <laughs> yeah. People like we were already doing this and decided to launch this show. So, uh, I do love the logs cause they're, they're really entertaining. And so one thing I was going to say though, at the end, I have noticed people will tag me and be like, I don't know who the other guy or girl was. So I like that. So Erica Johnson with an A. Jacob Knight, uh, tag us. Let us know you listen to this show. If you don't know how to t- uh, post it, you can get points for this on mm-hmm. Go Wild. So, uh, and if if you don't know, you can use your points to get gift cards, you get discounts and stuff like that. So, hit the plus, hit log time, and it'll it'll pull up a menu. You hit, go down, hit Outdoor Podcast, and you'll see this show up top. So you just pick the show you listen to, and then boom, you can you can tell us what you liked about this show. Uh, or, or, you know, you can, you can troll us for our opinions on crossbows or, or whatever it is, or you can tell me that I drive too fast whatever, whatever you want to, uh, give commentary on. We love seeing that stuff. So tag us on go wild. Uh, I do hope that if you guys are in the area that you'll come to the great, or, or even if you're not in the area, the great American outdoor show is worth a five hour drive. It's worth coming in, you know, getting an Airbnb or making a weekend out of it in Harrisburg. And I mean, that show is just unreal huge. Yep. I mean, it's it's like iCast and SHOT Show had a baby, and and then they also brought in, like, the Dallas and Houston Safari Club shows because yep. there's all those guides. Yep. It, I mean, even if you just wanted to come look at taxidermy, this yep. is the place to do it. It's unreal. Um, I can't wait to to let uh, – we won't have enough people to where I'll get to walk with you to show you some of this stuff because mm-hmm. we'll, we're only going to have three at the booth at a time, but you're going to have to walk yeah. and go check out some stuff. Cause it's, I can't wait to see it. We're just in the front room of, I think – nine total halls that are each one at least a basketball arena big mm-hmm. oh gosh <laughs> yeah yep. an yeah. arena not a court well well it's big big yeah it's big because um, there's there's archery there's firearms there's fishing and boating and then all the guides in one section it's, it's yeah big. so so come out and see us um i'm looking forward to getting to meet some of y'all in person that's it for today though yep. we're out see you bye